microphone. Uh huh. Told you. Understand when you probably when you hear of a word the word church meeting, you're like, well, I don't do meetings. If anybody's ever been around me on the board or or anything else, I don't do meetings. We either, we celebrate and we're looking forward to what God's going to do. Okay, that's what a church meeting's supposed to be: sitting around arguing over whether we're going to spend a dollar on flowers. Somebody, please shoot me. Okay, I don't do that sort of thing. Okay. Those that are unfocused and aren't living in the power of God, that's what they do. Okay? It's just silly. So we don't do that. Now, next Sunday morning, I'm going to give my report. Okay? And you understand, my report is, is I've been talking about something for 10 years, and guess what? We're going to start doing it. I don't care if it's two or three. We're going to start doing it. Okay? I'm having a class on Wednesday night and Sunday morning, and every one of you ought to be there at one of those times, okay? Jesus called us to go make disciples. He didn't tell us to go to church and be nice and throw a few bucks in the offering. I don't know where that came from, folks, but that's just some church thing, you know. But the bottom line is there's something awesome you need to be doing. There's some folks you need to be leading. There's some folks you need to be investing in, and I'm teaching you how to do that. Okay, and honestly, come come heaven, come judgment. Uh, I, I, I really honestly, I don't want. Well, Lord, look at my 10 years of perfect Sunday school attendance pins. I don't think God's going to care. You know, but I tell you what, he is going to care. You were willing to die for that person next to you that got saved, that you were willing to die for to help them to become the man or woman that God created them to be through the power of God's Holy Spirit and his word. Okay, we're going to talk about that next week. Okay, and so um, just when, and then you want to come at night, we're going to have a potluck dinner. I'll probably order some fried chicken from from um, Walmart. Walmart makes some good fried chicken now. They make good potluck fried chicken. So, um, but yeah, so we're going to have a good time. Last week we... We talked about the fact that if we're children of God, you're going to suffer with him. I, I, I want to tell you right now, get this fantasy out of your head that somehow one of these days, everything in your life is just going to be hunky-dory, wonderful, and perfect. Because I'm 60 years old. I can't even imagine pastor. There has never been a time in my life when everything's been perfect. I I think it's time for all of us to get that out of our head. But the thing we've got to understand is no matter what happens in this world, world we've got a hope i say it again y'all must have missed it no matter what craziness happens in this world we've got hope 
And this is so very, very, very important for us to live there. And here's the coolest part. I experience a lot of good things in this world, don't you? But we ain't seen nothing yet. Y'all must have missed it. We ain't seen nothing yet. See, we got to keep our eyes on the ball. And the ball ain't church. The ball's heaven. Amen? And very, very, very important that we understand that. Father, help us today to see and focus on the ball. Eternal life in heaven with you. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise your holy name. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 18 is where we start today. And, and, and last week we, st- we talked about the fact that, that when we are children of God, when we are adopted children of God, we are heirs with him. And we talked about the fact that that's a cool thing because nobody here that I know of told me about, if they did, they're holding out on me, got some rich uncle that's going to leave them a bunch of money. All right? I, I, you got a rich uncle? Oh, Alan's got one. We're going to lunch with Alan. All right? But it says that in this world, as a child of God, we're going to suffer with him. And I just want to remind you what we came up with after that. If we suffer with him, he suffers with us. Please don't forget that. I'm going through heartache and trials and struggles. He's right there with you, man. He's right there with you. Very important to understand. Verse 18 says, consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Somebody say hallelujah or something. You know, I mean, we guys, if we don't have our eyes on heaven, why would anybody follow us? Seriously. You know. Somehow, when you keep your eyes on heaven, it's kind of like Jesus when he went to the cross in in Hebrews. I think we talked about it last week. Um, You know, for the joy set before him, he was able to endure the cross. I don't know about you, but when I'm around people and they got their eyes on heaven, there's just somehow, with all the mess going on, they just keep on walking. Amen? Amen? Isn't that who you want to follow? Isn't that who you want to hang with? Does that make sense to you? Do you really want to follow this? I mean, seriously. Very important, folks. Very important. We're supposed to be leading this world, not Fox News or MSNBC. Amen? None of that. We're supposed to be the leaders. We're supposed to be leading them out. If they don't see victory in our lives, why would they want the Jesus we claim to have? Amen? Did I finish that verse? Next verse, please. 
For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Next verse, please. For the creation was subjected to frustration. Not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope. Next verse. That the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning. Somebody say amen. Do you ever feel that way? Is this ever going to end? No. Um, We know that the whole of creation has been groaning as the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have been first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope, we are saved. But hope that is seen. is not hope. Because hope is better than anything we could ever see. I know we're in church. I know we're Nazarenes. Let's get excited now. Who hopes for what they already have? Last verse. Next verse. I'm sorry. But if we hope For what we do not yet have, we wait for it. I hate that word. (laughs) But honestly, it could be translated better. We wait for it eagerly. You see, I I, 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 I need my blankie today because I don't feel like I really know this sermon the way I should. So I'm going to keep my blankie with me uh, to make sure I I don't um, mess up. Our focus today begins with an awesome thought. Even though there will always be crazy, crazy, crazy in this world, and even though we deal with the things of this world, what we're going to see in heaven What we're going to experience in heaven, what we're going to experience in the kingdom of God, there ain't nothing in this world, no matter how tragic or or huge it may be, there ain't nothing in this world getting our eyes off the glory we're going to experience for eternity with him. Folks, this is... So, so, so very, very, very important. Imagine. I'm not joking. Imagine everything you have ever experienced in this world. You saw. Imagine everything you ever good you've ever experienced in this world. 
multiply it times a million. And you just begin to understand and see a crack of what you are going to experience forever in heaven for eternity. You see, it's hard sometimes because we experience such junk here. It's so very difficult to, to keep our eyes on that. And I was just thinking about some things that heaven's going to be like for me. Streets of gold. Now everybody talks about, that never turned me on. I'm sorry. That's cute, but never, never turned me on. Here's what turns me on. In heaven, I can have all the tasty cakes I want. Amen. Amen. Thanksgiving. Every day. Can you imagine that? You know that feeling in the morning? You got Thanksgiving. It's coming. Everybody's coming over and, you know. And, and, and you're trying to stay away from the television because your wife doesn't want you to watch football. But, you know, you're just, you know, it's, it's just every day. Christmas morning with family every morning. I'm going to gather with my grandbabies and my wife and my kids every morning. Don't get theological. Don't call me a honey marriage in heaven. Now, don't go there. Just, just go with me. All right? Ecstatic joy. Like the birth of a child or a grandchild. Every day, every moment. I want you to understand, you're going to be in the presence of almighty, pure, holy, love, joy, peace, patience. And, and he's going to wear off on you all the time. Think about that. Our wives will actually agree with us. <laughs> and ladies, your husband will actually do things properly and find all that stuff they acted like they could never find here on earth. It's one to be balanced, you know. One to be balanced. Our kids. We'll put on their coats when we ask them to. And we'll not hit their siblings. All bills paid. Cash in your pocket. I'm not sure what you're going to spend it on, but there's cash in your pocket. No hate, no gossip, no politics. <laughs> no TV. Or our wives yelling at us that we're watching it too much. No taxes. No prejudice. No life-zapping news shows. No word. Now that's heaven. This ain't heaven. Please understand. All of that ain't happening here. I feel like there's a lot of folk, and they're good Christian folk. But somebody somewhere told them that sometime in their life, if they did everything right, that everything was going to be right. 
Folks, it never is. You know, we live in a sinful world that's been damaged by that sin. You know, there is never going to be a day when everything around you is right. There is never going to be a day in this world where everybody around you is sane. Amen? You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's just not happening here. You know, in this world, we will have struggles. We will have strife. We will have battles and disagreements. All that comes with. No one is spared of this in this world. And no one has it easier than anybody else. Settle in. This is the world you're living in as long as you're here. Amen? Get out of this fantasy world that causes great frustration in people's minds and hearts. Quit reading these books that tell you A plus B equals C. Ten easy steps to the perfect life. It ain't real. It ain't real. But folks, <laughs> we Christians are not stuck in that world. We are born again into the hope we find in, the, in Jesus Christ, his death, his resurrection, and one of these days, we are going to live with him in perfection forever. Amen. Amen. And let me tell you something. I'm 60. JC was born yesterday. No, I'm serious. Ask any other old person. And honestly, another blip, and I'll be out of here. Amen? Why do we get so wound up and down about now? Where did we get the idea that everything was going to work out the way we wanted to? Very, very, very important to understand. I hate this. I'm never going to do this again. If you want to write a verse down, I want you to go back today and I want you to, to read this verse. And this is a very important thing. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about the fact that you and I are born again or born into hope. Now, let me compare it to, and it's the same verbiage as in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, and the word here, is begotten son. Okay? Now, where did Jesus come from? He came from God. God came down and did a supernatural work in the body of Mary 
And nine months later, Jesus came. I want you to hear this. The same word for begotten for Jesus is the Greek verbiage used for that we are born again into hope. See, so often you get in the middle of the craziness of this world and you begin to go, man, I don't know how to have hope in this world. Do you ever feel that way? I don't know how to have hope in the middle of this mess I'm in. I don't know how to have hope with all the mistakes I've made. I don't know how to have hope with all of this stuff happening around here, you know, around me. I, I don't know how to have hope. I need Gabriel to set a clock up. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I told on you. <laughs> I told y'all the story about Texas, didn't I? The the minister of music called, and it was the first service, and it was at eight, and and it was set, I thought it was I thought it was seven, and it was eight, and he calls and says, "Pastor, you coming?" I said, "Sure, I think I will. I'll get paid." <laughs> then all of a sudden, I realized it's eight o'clock. <laughs> And then, to top it all off, I shaved and got pretty. Started walking out. My This is before uh, sippy cups for coffee. And I go out to get in my car and poured it all over myself. So, so just, thought I'd, just thought I'd share that with Gay. <laughs> but I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. It, this hope thing is not something you work up. This is, this is something that God Almighty does a supernatural, miraculous work in your mind, in your heart, and lifts you into. And I want you to hear that because sometimes I need hope to know how to have hope. And what Peter is saying in this passage of Scripture is, is that you don't have to be the one to work up the hope. The bottom line is, he will lift you or he will birth you into that hope if you will ask him to and if you will let him. Amen? But even though we're birthed in hope, we're still in this stuff. Even though we're birthed in hope, we still got to struggle with the temptation and struggles and trials and, and the junk of this world. But the thing I want you to remember is that even though sometimes it's hard to see that hope, even though sometimes it's hard to feel that hope, I want you to understand, even when things are at their worst, are you with me? Even when things never seem right, Almighty, Sovereign, Creator God is in control of everything. Even when things just seem so chaotic, and even when things just never seem to work out, and even when Satan is just giving you one thing after another to look at that's just not working out and is negative, and it just seems like it's all falling apart. Almighty God 
is in perfect control and has a perfect plan and will execute that plan in perfect wisdom and timing. Because let's go back. You're his kid. You're his kid. And he loves you a million times more than I love my kid. Or you love your kid. And he knows where you are. He knows what's going on around you. He allowed what's going on around you. He's in control of what's going on around you. Even though it may seem crazy and difficult, he knows what he's doing. Our Father knows what he's doing. So you know what? Even with all the craziness, even with all the problems, even with all the heartache, he's in control. He knows what he is doing. The one thing I have noticed that he does is our dad knows us better than we know ourselves and I live in him and he lives in me and even with that there's all this stuff around me that I'm not sure what to do and I'm not sure how to handle it and I'm not sure how to put it back in order and I, I, sometimes I just people ask me questions and I'm like I don't know I got as many problems as you get away from me every once in a while He's, I'm not going to stand on this. He at just the right time pours out a little glimpse of the glory that we will live in forever. But if you're so involved in griping about the stuff, lots of times you miss it. But I've never found a time that when I was going through all the stuff that he wasn't there. I've never had a time when I was going through tremendous heartache and, and, and struggle or temptation or strife that if I paid attention, he didn't come and give me exactly what I needed when I needed it. This morning, are you do you have hope? Do you live in hope? Do you live in the reality that one of these days all of this is going to be gone? You know, all that junk we think we need, poof, it's going to be burnt up. It just is. Why are we all worried about it? You know? Do you live in the hope in the reality that one of these days 
you are going to live every day in perfection. You say, well, pastor, that's one of these days. Yeah, but that's a vision worth having. Amen? That's really worth focusing on. That's really worth keeping our eyes on. But pastor, right now is tough. Right now is hard. Right now, my mind and my heart and my soul and my body are groaning. Because I want that. Here's the thing you need to understand. He understands that. He understands that. And he will do anything and everything in this time to get us to the hope that sometimes we just can't see or feel because of all the junk going on around us us but this is a time to quit trying and to begin to allow God to do what only he can do he is the only one that can take you from where you are to where he knows you need to be And he doesn't do that by your effort. He does that by the person of his Holy Spirit. I don't know how you walked in today. I really don't. JC, if you could just play some. I don't know how you walked in here today. Maybe you walked in with the burdens of life just hanging off of everything on your, in your mind and your heart. and You don't really know how to get past that. You don't know how to deal with it. You don't know how to overcome it. You don't know how to shake it. Maybe you come in here with a heartache that you don't even know how to begin to deal with. But I want you to understand something. Beyond it all, you got hope. In the middle of it all, you can be born again supernaturally by God into hope if you will let him. If you will let him. Let's all stand. I just feel like there's some this morning that would just like to step out and kneel at these altars or sit in these front seats or whatever. And just say, God. I don't even know how to get out of my own way. I've been struggling so long. I've been depressed so long. I've been hurting so long. 
everything around me seems to be falling apart or or something happened in my life and I've just never, ever, ever been able to let it go. And I'd like Almighty God to do something that I just can't. I've tried. I've listened to the positive thinking tapes. I've tried to read the right scriptures. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. And I've just never been able to get out of it. And I'm just going to pray this morning that Almighty God will do something for me to get me to hope. Because I've been falling and trying and falling and trying and falling and trying and falling. If you're that person that just wants to pray for that, you just step out from where you are. And just kneel at these altars or, or sit in these seats, okay? You just go ahead and do it. Don't wait on somebody else. You go ahead. You go ahead. Anybody else? Anybody Our Father, this morning, we need a work of you. No fancy preacher talk is going to make this happen. Nothing human is going to facilitate this. Only you can get us to hope. Only you can comfort us where we are. Only you can give us peace beyond all human comprehension. Even when we're in a jail cell like Paul. Only you can give us joy, inexpressible and full of glory. When we're about to head to a cross like Peter. Only you. Sometimes it's just time to be still. 
quit talking. And just believe that Almighty God will do what only He can do. Holy Spirit, come. Birth in us a power. Birth in us a presence. Do more for us than we could ever imagine. And Lord, even though our problems are not going to go away, even though our emotions may not be exactly what we would like them to be, even though our thoughts may battle every step we try to take in this vein. Our hope's in you. Our hope's in you. Father, as we leave this place, help us to remember this. As we're dealing with hurting people, help us to remember this. Help us to share with them the hope that is the only hope they've got. To take them from where they are to where you created them to be. Father, thank you for this passage of Scripture. And Father, I pray that you would give us the glory to be able to wait in eager hope no matter what's going on around us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. And all God's people said, Amen. Always remember, if you're not sure how to navigate this or process this biblically or in life, I'm always here, call me, and I'll help you get there, okay? God bless you.